What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cookers Supernatural Podcast, where we talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal every single day on the podcast. Uh, I got a great episode for you today titled The Cosmic Christ or The Faith Paradox. Um, what I'm going to get into today, guys, I think is is really vital for a lot of us taking that next step in our faith, that next step in our journey, uh, and really just like letting go of things that are holding us back, like any types of traditions or uh, dogma or doctrine. I really am going to try to get you to rethink a lot of that today, uh, not because you have to do what I do, but because this was the only way that I stepped into what I'm doing now, and I'm watching other people around me that are still in the space I'm in that are kind of trying to hold on to some of the doctrine and dogma. And then I'm watching people that have just let go of anything concrete and gone way over into the new age side. Um, and I think that there's really like a happy medium in there that I try to follow here. Um, and so with that said, I'm going to talk about what is Jesus versus what is the Christ? Um, and this is going to be a hard message for some people. It's going to be a breath of fresh air for others. And then others are going to think that I'm completely full of it, which is fine. With that said, uh, the message I have today is going to, uh, again, be, be hard to swallow, but, um, I want you to know I'm bringing in love. Uh, it's not against any faith tradition, uh, any race, religion, orientation, walk of life. You guys know I'm all about inclusion here. I'm not here to change anyone's tradition or where they go to church or don't go to church or who they're married to or not married to. I, I don't care about any of that. I care about what you do, what your mind does, what your heart does to alchemize the truth that's in all of these ancient documents that we follow, no matter what tradition that is. Um, and then where, where does truth end and where does tradition and ideology and mythology and all of those things begin? Unfortunately, guys, I think that, um, I think that that takes over a lot quicker than we think. And it's really been on my heart because I've had even people tell me that, you know, be careful not to, to dip into the, the new age. Guys, I am new age. I think we're in a new age. I think we're uh, moving into, had a great conversation with a brother of mine last night. We're moving into, uh, you know, it's an age of enlightenment. Um, everybody wants to think we're in like an age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius is like really a great age of deception, an age of deception and struggle. And I think we're moving into an age of enlightenment and people that choose it are going to step into that age and then other people are going to stay on other timelines. This is not an us versus them mentality, by the way. I say that every time. This is not conspiratorial. I don't think that there's you know, anyone out to get us. I don't think it's anything like that. It's all love, guys. And when you step forward in love, the lower vibrations, the lower carnal belief systems which are present fully in a lot of different you know I, you, you can be very uh religious very christian very spiritual even and still have a very low vibration of understanding and so when you step into a higher vibration it just kind of melts away like all of these 
physical elements of faith and really does step into more of a new age understanding. Um, again, unfortunately, I think one of the biggest problems with the new age understanding is that there's just nothing concrete in it and there's nothing, you know, it's just kind of like the day to day woo. And, and that's not really what I'm about guys. Like I do try to listen to spirit though. I do try to listen to, uh, my guide, uh, the Holy spirit, the divine mother. I try to listen to that Christ energy within me. I try to listen to my higher self, whatever you want to call it. You know, I think we get, we get so bogged down in these names and, uh, you get people all over the world. Millions of people claim to have the Holy Spirit. Nobody agrees with each other. And I don't, I think that that's a good sign that millions of people don't have uh, the spirit they think they have. So, you know, I'm not here to call anybody out. I'm here to call myself out. So, um, and there's this, this spirit of like, yeah, absolutely, Mel, uh, of knowing everything, you know, that you don't understand. That's what this says, or the Bible says this, or whatever. And it's not just the Bible. It's it's plenty of people that are in the spiritual communities. Like, oh, you don't understand. Spirit, the spirits told me this, and I know this. And and you know, I had someone email me with that. Like, I know you're this, and uh, blah blah blah. And you need to. And, and it's like, guys, yourself is the only thing that can guide you. And when you realize that, life changes. Okay. Because God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The Christ is within you. All of this stuff, we we mess it up when we're looking outside of ourselves for something to save us, something to guide us, something to whatever. Once you go within, what did Jesus say? When you see the man pouring the water, that's the Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. When you see deceptions, when you see the struggle, when you see that being poured out, it's all through Revelation 2. Go within yourself. And then he says, go into the upper room and there I will meet with you. I will dine with you. Oh, you're just taking that out of context. Sure I am, but it works. But you're taking it out of context to take it literally too. And all I want to bring today is that you have a choice on how you read these documents. You have a choice on how you read the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, the, uh, the Dhammapada, the Upanishads, the Emerald Tablets, the Sumerian Tablets, the Book of Enoch. I don't care what you read. How are you reading it? And who is doing the talking in it? What institution? What person? What entity is doing the talking? I mean, even as we eat, read through Enoch, I have to question which god is Enoch standing before and talking to is it the alien gods that we hear so much about or is it the spirit that the father that christ speaks of i think christ brought a completely new god a completely new understanding something that had been very very lost and replaced by systems of dogma doctrine control processes methods whatever you want to call them of getting there and there were all these gatekeepers between the, the average person and Thank you, Melissa. I appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, Melissa's. Uh, you, you're doing some beautiful artwork too, Melissa. I use a program called Mid Journey AI to do all this artwork, and uh, it is not. I, I mean, it's easy to use, but man, to get what you want out of it, this isn't even what I wanted this morning. It was freezing up, uh, but I thought it was. I thought it was cool to to talk about today with this 
this idea of a cosmic Christ. Um, JP Davis, what's up, my friend? How are you doing? Solomon, welcome. Uh, we got a lot of people on today. Thank you guys for, for the support with this. Um, presto, light creates matter. This is from the 20th of August in 1997. What's up, Jacob? How are you doing? Uh, 74 Leathercraft in the house. Jacob remembers the 90s with me very well. We grew up together. Um, we uh, we got to ride bikes, play at the park, trade Pokemon cards. We played with Pogs. If everyone remembers those, what's up, man? I hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, getting a, a well-deserved day off. Um, and so, you know, the 90s were, um, if you didn't live through them and you weren't, like, self-aware during them, you, you really missed out. Um, what an interesting decade. Lots of stuff going on, really, really moving into that age of enlightenment. Um, you know, for me, I was discovering all kinds of things, figuring out who I am, who I'm not, dealing with all kinds of struggles. Um, but there's a lot of advancements happening in science. And one of the cool advancements that happened, and I'm going to go ahead and read this, and I know there's new science that has come out way beyond this recently so uh, if you study quantum physics whatsoever i'm not a scientist let me disclaim this look everything up that i talk about don't take my word for it i'm just reading these articles this is from science.org so it is a a good journal website here um it says uh nuclear experiments show that turning matter into light heat and other forms of energy is nothing new we know that you know we can smash atoms and you know you do all the stuff um, now a team of physicists has demonstrated the inverse process, turning light into matter in the first of September physical review letters. The team describes how they collide large crowds of, pro of photons, photons together so violently that the interaction spawned particles of matter and antimatter electrons and positrons or anti-electrons physicists. Physicists have long known that this kind of conjuring act is possible, but they have never observed it directly. Now, pay attention to the language of that, a conjuring act. You're starting with light. You're starting with more of a spiritual element, and then you're creating in the physical. You're conjuring. Um, we do this ourselves, by the way. The more you meditate on something, the more you think about something or worry and put energy and emotion into it, uh, the more opportunities you're going to see that within the physical world around you. Same thing is the reverse of that. The more you focus on positive things, you you believe that there's overflow, you believe that there's opportunity, you uh, create that reality, the more you see that. Um, is this a cognitive bias thing? You know, to some extent, sure. But there is definitely a very real element to it when you um, you manifest things, might I say. Um, a lot of people really try to use the whole manifesting thing to just manifest a million dollars or whatever. And unfortunately, that's not a very high vibration thing to manifest. And so with that, um, it doesn't always work that way. It works way better with high vibration stuff, you know, friendships, um, relationships, opportunities, growth personally, um, 
things that are a little more intangible work really, really well, which lead to the more tangible things. Uh, Brandon Steiner, what's up, my brother? How are you doing? Um, let's see. Powerful. Amen. I see that take place uh, all the time in my life. That's awesome. Brandon's a member of our Mythos community. Uh, we've got, guys, that community is growing so much. Thank you. Um, if you don't know about the Mythos community, it's like our patron supporter community. It's over on my website at cubcooker.com, www.cubcooker.com. It's, it's in all the profiles and bios and all the sections and everything, all the descriptions. Um, it's cubcooker.com, my name, or stand.store slash cubcooker. Um, those are the only two websites I use, uh, and cubcooker just forwards to the stand store. So if anybody else tries to give you another website or pretending to be me, we've had some imitators uh, stealing my content and stuff lately. So don't fall for that. Go through my official profiles over on that website. You can follow me on all platforms there. We'll have all my official socials and the podcast. So all the resources are over there. And if you do want to support what I'm doing and join the private community, uh, we're doing a call tomorrow. We do a call every week, a live stream uh, call where you can get on the live stream with me, which I don't do publicly here. But you can get on there and talk about stuff going on in your life, talk, talk about the concepts that we're doing uh, here, and really just get deeper into it with me as a community. And one of the beautiful things over there really is the community interaction. Uh, Missy said what time? Missy, on that I do pop-ups, so it could be 3 o'clock in the afternoon, could be 10 a.m. Uh, I do that so that different people can get on at different times. If I just do one time every day, I will send out a notification about 20 minutes before just so uh, people can, can be ready or get to a quiet place. Um, I can't really schedule those just because, again, we've got diverse needs in the community. And if I only do one time all the time, then it's only a handful of people on. And, and so I like to just kind of mix it up, but it's pretty cool. Uh, to do it that way because we get some just really cool interaction with, uh, I think, you know, the spirit just uh, moving through that community. And, uh, guys, it's really cool. So, anyway, it's called the Mythos uh, Supporter Membership. So, if you love what I'm doing and you just want to go deeper, we also have a private video library with a bunch of my teachings over there. Um, as well as, like I said, the live calls. And just in that sense of community and just knowing that, hey... I'm supporting this guy every month. It's only nine bucks a month. So it's by far the most popular thing I've ever offered here. And I'm really thankful to be able to do that. So thank you guys who are supporting it. Um, it's, it's really, really cool. And we're talking about today, you know, how do you take this Jesus character, this figure, this Christ and alchemize it in your life. You know, what is alchemy? It's where you're, you're solidifying something. You're transmuting one element into another. So how do you transmute the light element of Christ into something in your life, into um, into good things for yourself and others? And again, I'm not talking about cars and toys and stuff. I'm talking about, you know, better, deeper relationships, uh, more opportunities, um, you know, manifesting a reality that there really is, from God, you know, rather than from uh, just something that you thought you needed. Because I've done both, by the way. And I'll tell you that the one that I thought I needed, you know, it crumbles really quick. The one that comes from God is, it's a whole different level, guys. Um, so, anyway, interesting article on science. And um, then I want to look at this. What, what does Jesus call himself? Because what I'm going to propose to you guys today, if you're looking to go to the next level in your faith, 
I believe Christ is the ultimate guru, the ultimate yogi, the ultimate spiritual teacher. Uh, no matter what faith tradition you come from, what you believe about him or don't believe about him, I think that the teachings that he say that he said uh, that he says within the biblical canon as well as the Gnostic Gospels are timeless. I think they bear amazing fruit in your life, and I think that they've been drastically, drastically twisted from what they were intended to be. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. This is where I get dipping into the, I don't want to step on toes, but I'm going to here. So this is, it is what it is. Jesus called himself, among other things, the son of man. Okay, that that's what he called himself. And he said, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? They were looking for a Messiah. They were looking for a Savior. And pretty much every other book of the Bible around that, especially in the New Testament, is an attempt to make sure that those timelines are drawn together. And you may have seen that popular graphic going around where it shows all the connections in the Bible, and there's like 3 million connections or something like that. I don't know. Here's the deal, guys. When you get into spiritual, the spiritual side of all of this, and, and really, dare I even say, the quantum side, and you start practicing that in your life, you see those connections everywhere. And it's not just the Bible. You see them within the Bhagavad Gita. You see them within uh, psychics on TikTok. You see them within my message. You see them within your friends and family. You see the numbers on the clock lining up in palindrome numbers. You're seeing 1111 or 101 or 1616 or, two, uh, you know, 222 or, you know, weird things like that. And it makes you wonder, what? <laughs> What video game am I living in that this is happening? And again, you can chalk it up to cognitive bias. If you do that, you will never experience what I'm talking about. Um, if, if you want to chalk it up just to a psychological phenomenon, that's fine. But even psychology, there is a point when psychology cannot explain what happens and some weird stuff starts happening with consciousness, okay? And that's really where Christ consciousness has, again, it's been taken packaged and resold as like this new age thing uh and i just don't think that there's that much of a difference between what christ actually spoke and taught and the whole christ consciousness thing because when you really step into that and you're activating your higher self with love you're going to move out of those carnal sacrifices to the old god in the old testament all the old gods and you guys know where i stand on that i'm more of the marcionite as far as I believe that the God in the Old Testament was more of an alien God, an extraterrestrial God, um, that, you know, he had to, <laughs> I'm just like a God that has to say that he is the only God and that you have to do this and then won't let people enter the promised land. And like, yeah, he did good things, but he also did a lot of bad things. He's more like an alcoholic father than really, um, you know, a loving fractal energy of god father source creator uh you know he wanted to make sure he had took uh all of the glory for making the world that we live in and, and then you know it even says that satan is the god of this world and so he has more in common with that energy and you guys can go look at my y'all debate series or any of the videos i'm doing with joshua uh from sons of god ministries i don't want to get into that today because i don't want to lose people on this message but 
really do go look at that, have an open mind, and kind of see where that leads you because it's really going to unlock the message of Christ for you. The message of Christ being that, yeah, there's a lot of parallels, but you just read them from a different emotional angle. Read them a little bit more poking and prodding, a little bit more facetious, a little bit more challenging of what the status quo belief system was and what the status quo God was. Um, and, and you get a whole different message about what Christ was speaking. Another thing that I personally do, and this is very, very unpopular within Christian circles, is I do not hold the Bible as the infallible word of God whatsoever. To me, it is completely covered with bloody fingerprints of a lot of men that wanted to control the narrative. Um, now, I do, I do believe that the words of Christ are holy. I believe that they somehow have transcended time and space and that they are truth and light and that they have been preserved and that everything around it is meant to distract, twist, convolute, repoint you. Not on a conspiratorial level. I'm just saying the Matrix is always going to grow vines over everything. And I, I see it in my own life. And when you just continue to step into love, light, purity, truth, and I'm not talking about like, I am pure, I am full of truth. I'm just talking about like, that's what you really desire. And that's really where you want to go. Uh, this is not a holier than thou thing. Um, this is just a, a final admittance of your own divinity rather than your own, you know, fall of man, if you will. Because the whole original sin thing is something that was definitely created by the church. Um, I'm going to read a few things that Jesus says about himself in the Synoptic Gospels. You guys have heard what I've read from the Gnostic Gospels. And then I want to read an article, uh, dare I say that, from, uh, let's see. Yeah, it's from Bible Gateway. Um, talking about Matthew and then I've got, where is it? Yeah. Okay. This article is, uh, I don't want to say the website cause it's like a blog and, and I want to respect everybody, especially when it's like a personal blog, but, and I'm sure this is well intending, but the title of it is 10 books of the Bible you should read again and again. And, uh, again, I'm sure it's well intending. But some of the commentary on here and just the understanding that people have and the encouragement to read Romans because in what it says, the reason that you need to read Romans, I think is just mind blowing. And that's really what I want to get into this morning. What did Jesus actually say? Because by the way, what Jesus said is universal. It doesn't matter what walk of life or faith, you know, he didn't ask you to do anything or change anything. He asked you to step into it, step into a higher level step into a different realm, step into the light. Um, it's amazing. So, uh, Cooker once said that Yahweh was a fallen angel. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I believe Christ is, is the truth and the light and that he was the Lucifer or the light bearer against the Yahweh of the old Testament. Just to, to clarify, you can go watch my old video, the Yalda Bayoth series, and anything that I'm doing with Joshua right now, it's all on my YouTube. Um, but, uh, you know, that that really unlocks this. And so for me, and this is where Joshua and I have different, different beliefs or understandings, uh, because I'm in a different place right now. I don't 
look at, I don't like, and I don't really believe like Romans and Acts and all of these other books. Because to me, they are a mechanism of control. And if you're trying to build your understanding and belief on what some proposed follower of Christ way back when is trying to say about him rather than the words that he said, because to me, that's where the weight is. The words that Christ, that are that are attributed to Christ, the words that are in the Gnostic Gospels and the words that are in the Synoptic Gospels. Synoptic meaning Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, by the way, in, in the Bible. We also, some people go as far as to say that the words that Jesus spoke are in the book of Revelation. And I just want to say that that, for me, is a bit of a stretch. Because you've got John, allegedly, we don't even know that it was John, by the way. You guys just, you can do your own research on this. And you start, it's going to trip you up because it's like, dang, I thought that was like gospel truth. And then you find out maybe it wasn't written by him. Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, well, how did, how did the Bible get canonized? Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe, and, and again, I'm not trying to shake anyone's faith other than shake you into a deeper faith. That, that's what I want to do here. And, and that's what I had to do with myself. And so when you look at all those extra books, even Revelation, even Revelation, and I'm not trying to, I mean, even Revelation is like, he who adds to or takes away from these words will be, you know, and it's like, it's just a super dogmatic thing. And then you got John who, guys, let's be honest, he's got to be tripping his off in this cave on the Isle of Patmos, having the weirdest vision. I mean, like, it's like, why don't we just take channeling and visions about Christ from everybody who's who's doing substances, you know? I mean, do we really trust that? And I'm not saying he was, but it certainly sounds like it. And if he wasn't, maybe he was getting a vision. Or maybe it was another thing written to try to make sure that the narrative was a coming kingdom rather than the one that's here within you now. Because I, I'm telling you guys, that's what Christ was talking about. And when he said he was going to come back and he was going to raise up, he did it. And it was fulfilled and he was there and it was in front of everyone and all of those things. I mean, it, it seems to me like it happened. So that's where we get in. Like, you know, are we really going to take the channeled words of Jesus through John, who we don't even know that it was him? He was in a cave just, you know, I mean, you can just see his eyes probably big as saucers writing all this stuff down. Are we going to take that or are we going to like look at what was actually attributed to Jesus, which is a very, very, very small part of our Bible? I mean, it literally the red letters can take up, you know, probably a, just a thinner notepad or book. And then you've got this whole, you know, canon around it, 66 books or 88 books or 120 something, depending on which canon you read. And that's where that's where I have a problem because I, I got to look at all this other stuff as as understanding of what people thought, what people understood, and you get into things like Acts and and Romans, especially guys, is just trying to drill home and drive home the fact that he was that Hebrew Messiah they were waiting for, and that that kingdom was coming, not that it came and it was given and it was already within you and me which I believe is what Jesus actually spoke. 
again, that's a hard message for a lot of people. And I don't, I've said Jesus more on this podcast than I do on any of them because I call him Christ. For me, he's Christ. For me, he's living. For me, he's, he's within the, the very beams of light that we see when you go into the sun and you soak in photons. He is within those photons. When you meditate and you produce light out of your own body, Christ is there. And the more you step into the frequency of love, that's what activates these photons within yourself. And that's what allows you to soak them in when you're out in the sunlight. And that's what you can see all these light codes in it. You get real, you really get new eyes to see all this. Um, and that's where, you know, how much programming do you guys have? And do I have that comes out of things like Romans, Acts, uh, all of these Pauline books, you know, I'm going to go through and read. This will blow your mind here. Genesis. They said read Genesis because it's a story of how God created the world and chose a people for himself. You guys know my opinion on that. I think the fallen angel chose a people for himself. Uh, Israel um, being the entire world, by the way. And Israel, if you like, look up what it means, it means my lost people or the lost ones. Uh, and I can't remember where I read that, but I'll try to post that if I can refind it. Um, and that's a while, like when you start to understand that, it's like it's everyone that's lost. And so everyone that's lost, Yahweh took them as his portion and bound them under a flesh-based law, a sacrificial law. And Christ came to set everyone free with a universal gospel of light. I won't get into Genesis now. You guys, you can go back and watch my videos on that. Uh, John. John was another one to read. Uh, mystical and ph philosophical. More than the other three Gospels. John gives the most convincing argument in favor of the supernatural identity of Jesus as the Son of God. That's where I, I go, okay, wait a minute. Agenda, agenda, agenda. Where's the agenda in that? I'm not saying he wasn't the son of God, but I also don't, I'm also not refuting that you're the son of God or you're the daughter of God. Cause he said, I came to make you sons and daughters of the most high God. If you're in him, if you're in what in light, what else did he call himself? Like, let's look at that real quick. I'll close a couple of these windows so I can focus. Called himself the son of man, the chief cornerstone, the true bread of heaven. I am Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, we understand that is the Yahweh character. But if you look at what Yahweh said, it was, I am who I am. The door of the sheep. Truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep in John 10, 7. The good shepherd, the light of the world. Oh, there we go. The light of the world. Saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but he who have light of life. John 8, 12. The resurrection in the life. The way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Then we get into, okay, and then there you go. That's what he called himself. That's in the Synoptic Gospels, what he called himself. Now we get into Revelation, what I considered the channeled document. Because, you know, John claims that Christ was there speaking to him. 
Paul claimed that Christ was there speaking to him on the road to the uh, was wherever he was going Damascus, I think. Um, and how many people out there claim that Christ spoke to them? Everybody's getting these different messages, and I'm just like, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. It, it, this is one to question. This is one where I'm I'm entering my own internal questions here publicly with you guys. So, um, that's all I'm here to say. So. In Revelation, first and the last, the living one, the one who holds the seven stars, the one who has a sharp two-edged sword, the son of God who has eyes like flame of fire, his feet are like burnished bronze. And again, I'm not saying the Revelation's not true. I'm just saying, you know, of what I think is documented that Christ said the person is in the Synoptic Gospels. Because then you guys, I'm telling you, like, look at all the conflicting things. Like, you get into... To this and it says read Romans. This is one of the things on this blog. Uh, one of my favorite memories in studying Romans with local brothers and sisters in our home. Blah blah blah. You know, I'm just oh, that's just so much churchianity right there. And, and guys, I came out of that culture, so I mean, I I can speak on it because I get it. Masterfully written by the Apostle Paul, Romans presents a convincing argument of why we need a savior. Let me read that again. Romans presents a convincing argument of why we need a savior. And I just, I just, from all of the reading I've done of the words of Christ, and I'm continuing to read and go through it. And there's my wife calling me. Uh, I'm going to have to jump off here and continue to read and go through it. I just have to question, what are all these other people trying to tell me about? Because I gotta tell you, I just don't think that it's in full agreement with what Christ actually said. And before I jump off, I want you guys to really look this up. You can look it up on Bible Hub in Mark two ten or any other verse where Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. It's one of the most common things he called himself. Son means a descendant of man means a man or one of the human race. So what is the Son of Man? A descendant of the human race. That's you and me, okay? That's you and me. He says the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Think about it. He also says, by what measure you judge, you will be judged. Do you understand what he's saying? Yeah, Constantine really confused it up and changed everything dramatically. Absolutely. Welcome to the live, Full of Curiosity. Great name, by the way. I really think he was saying something different than we've twisted and turned it into. We we just... I even had someone say the other day that the difference between, like, the true believers and the false believers or false light or whatever is the fact that the ones that make sure that it's built on Christ and that Jesus is the way and the person of Jesus is the only way and that he, you know, he he lived, he was born immaculately. He died on the cross. He rose on the third day. All that. It, it's like, and they literally said, and this is someone I, I love and respect, and I'm not going to mention him by name, but they said that that's that's the difference between the false teachers and and the true teachers, and, and that comes out of the Pauline teachings. And I just, where did Jesus say that? Where did Jesus say that? Because you shouldn't trust Paul any more than you trust me. But you should trust the words of Christ. 
the living Christ, the universal Christ, the Christ consciousness, the one that's activated when you step into love and you do what he said in those Gospels. And that's the problem. You know, you don't need churches on every corner when you actually just boil down what Jesus said, because then we would all be the church together and we would just be loving people and people wouldn't be living on the streets. People wouldn't be suffering like they do. We could be the change we want to see in the world. I don't know, guys. I think it's more simple. I think it's more quantum. Uh, Quantum being like, you know, all of this physical that you see, we're just light particles bouncing around creating the illusion of matter, right? Because they can reverse it either way. So start taking your light particles and manifesting things that are of the kingdom within you. That's that's really all I want to do. That's why I'm a light worker. I'm not here for any religious agenda. I'm not here to expose Yahweh. I'm not here to expose Satan in the Old Testament. I'm not here to expose all the false doctrines or anything. I don't care. Believe what you want to believe. I just say look for the fruit. And I'm telling you the only fruit I've found in the entire Bible and in all of the spiritual texts I've read are the ones that are that are embedded deeply within the frequency of love. And I don't see that in Paul's doctrines. I mean, he claims that, but I see a lot of control. I see a lot of, you know, making sure the doctrine and the dogma on all the points connect and everything's tied and all of this, you know, it all works together rather than just this universal truth. Mystic me says, yes, thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, This universal truth of this living quantum, even Christ that is present within light, which makes up everything within our universe. Because he said that his kingdom is not of this world or as, uh, you know, the cosmos. And I'm not talking about like the actual, like what we see. I'm talking about everything behind that, behind the veil, the fact that light makes up everything. That's where his kingdom is. And we're looking for this physical kingdom of heaven, this extraterrestrial kingdom of heaven, by the way. Which may come. But I'm looking for the one within. I'm looking for the one that's present within the particles of light, within the photons, within the truth, and the fractal, the rainbows, the light codes. I don't know. That's where that's where I'm at, guys. And all this physical stuff that we know is just fallible and can be whatever. It can go away at any point. There's still that energy of light that creative force of light to hold all things together that is in the kingdom of Christ. The one emanating, he's like the thought of God. The source of everything is thinking with light. And that's what you and I are. We're all thoughts of God. And when we step into that light and that love frequency, we can vibrate at a higher frequency. We can manifest the fruit of the kingdom of God. And we root deeply into that light, which goes directly into the source. I don't know. That's just my download today. Don't take my word for it. As LeVar Burton says on Reading Rainbow, 90s kid right here. Go read it for yourself. Go study for yourself. You say, well, I don't have time. Well, what do you value? I mean, anybody can go get a job. Anybody can work. Anybody can raise a family and have a funeral one day. What's the point of this life? By the way, it starts with loving yourself. You can't find the kingdom within if you hate yourself.
and a lot of these other things cause us to prove that we're sinful, prove that we're detestable, prove that somehow we needed a savior rather than we can forgive ourselves and others. We can step into Christ fully. We can go straight to God and we can bring forth the very kingdom of God within us outside of us and manifest that that's manifesting that is manifesting everything else is alien guys fallen angel technology and all the stuff i'm not saying there's not angels that uh that are extraterrestrials that are managing this cosmos but i think that they're highly ascended beings they're connected in love to the father they've taken those oaths and at what point is it all mythology and is it all esoteric too? Because I think this works either way. That's why I love the message that God's given me. Because I think it works either way. And in the in the Gospel of Mary, the Gnostic lost gospel, Mary says, you know, what is sin? Or no, Peter actually says, what is sin? And he says, you know, Sin is those things which you do that you call sin. It's basically saying like there is no sin. You you create sin because you do the things which you call sin. Like stop doing them. Yeah, you, you know, you don't miss the mark. Great point, uh, Mystic Me. You're not missing the mark when you're in love. You're fulfilling that old law as Christ did. Oh, so you're perfect, Cub. Guys, you think I'm perfect? You don't know me at all. But I'm done sitting here telling myself I'm not perfect and that I need a Savior. And I'm, I'm ready to just step in and embody him and let him embody me and have a cohabiting relationship with that energy in my life. Because that's where I just step into my purpose and shine and I love myself and I forgive myself and I forgive others. And you literally can't do that while you're trying to hold on to some of these other extra extra books that we have in the Bible. All the Pauline doctrine and even the commentary around the words of Christ in like John is just super super trying to tie him to make sure that he's this savior figure and what really is the savior a savior is someone that allows you to return to your truth yourself your authentic being and i think that's that was that's the ultimate the ultimate message of christ and here we go. We got some we got some haters in the comments. What's up y'all? Love you guys. Um, he's already in you. Absolutely. He's already in you and no one put him there. So I knew this message would I I you know, it's not for everybody. But you guys that are you're just like I know there's more like I got I got to wake up like I see it. I don't understand how does this all you know, I want it. It's the only thing that's important. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. This message is for you today. I love you guys. I hope you have an awesome day. Think about it. Think about what I'm saying. Read it for yourself. Seek deeply. I love you guys. 
I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love the haters. I love the members of our, our global community here. I love the mythos members that are in our private community. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I need to get comfortable saying that. I've been uncomfortable with that word my whole life, by the way. The thing that I wanted the most deeply, I couldn't say it in truth. And I almost lost my marriage because of it. Because I didn't know how to love myself. So start there. And all this stuff kind of works. And be careful what you listen to. Be careful. You start going, you, you start with Acts and Romans and man, you create a, a really self-loathing, dogmatic, systematic way of beliefs. So for me, that's a warning to me. Be careful. Because I look at the red letters, the words of Christ. I think that is a universal, I think he is so misunderstood. I think it's a universal message that needs to be come back, come back, come back. Find it again, find it again. Because I love him. But he's not a person for me. He's an entity. He's a force. He is light. He's all, He's within the matrix. He makes up the matrix, but the matrix has been built on top of him. Like a software program of matter that's been convoluted to blind people. Yet he's still within everything. And once you step into the frequency of love, you begin to see that within all. And it's amazing. It's amazing. I love you guys. I'm going to go eat lunch, call my wife back. Y'all have a beautiful day. Catch me at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Catch it on audio on all your favorite platforms over at cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Love you guys. Peace.